I won't let you demons. I won't let you demons take my soul. You demons will take my soul away. I won't let you demons steal my soul. I don't know what's going on. Why am I here? I just want to talk to my mom and dad. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Disclaimer. In this story, we will be discussing the murder of a teenage girl. This chapter may be triggering for some listeners. This will be the only warning, so please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. Hello everyone. Today we are going to be covering the murder of Tristan Bailey, who was only 13 years old at the time of her death. Tristan Bailey was one of five children of Stacy and Forrest Bailey. She lived in Durban Crossing in northwest St. John's County and was a student and cheerleader at Patriot Oaks Academy. Tristan's body was discovered on Mother's Day, May 9th, 2021. How tragic is that? Like Mother's Day? It's horrible. So sad. I wonder wonder if he... Did it on purpose? Yeah. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, totally. The morning of, so Mother's Day, Tristan had plans to help make a special Mother's Day breakfast for her mother, Stacy. Tristan's father, Forrest, said that his other daughter had already started making the breakfast before they noticed something was off. Like, why is she not up? Mm -hmm. Where is she? It was shortly after this that they reported Tristan missing and had their lives shattered. The family reported Tristan, who was a 7th grade student at Patriot Oaks Academy, missing at around 10 a.m. to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office, who put out an urgent missing persons alert. So, I mean, it all kind of happened very quickly once they noticed that she was gone. Well, there was no reason for her to be gone in Mm -hmm. the morning. But, yeah. Like, when did she get home? Did she ever get home? What the heck? Kind of thing is probably what they were going through there. The alert said Tristan had last been seen at 1.15 a.m. that day at the Durban Amenity Center in northwest St. John's County and that she was wearing a white cheerleading skirt and dark shirt. Her body was found just hours after the report at 6 p.m. The next day, 14-year-old Aiden Fucci, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it, Aiden Fucci. Fucci or Fucci? Fucci. 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 (laughs) He was arrested and at the time charged with second-degree murder. Mm -hmm. So it was only the next day they obviously had some stuff to arrest him pretty quick and charge him. The next day, or was this on Mother's Day that he was arrested? Uh, I think it was the next day, wasn't it? I can't, I don't, I don't remember. Arrested and charged was next day. Okay. But the Mother's Day is the day that he was in the cop car. I can't remember. I don't think he was charged yet, hence why he no. had his phone. No, he wasn't charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Aiden Sean Fucci was a fellow student at Patriot Oaks and lived near Tristan. Aiden's girlfriend and other friends told investigators that Aiden often talked about killing people and specifically said he planned to drag a random person into the woods and stab them. Totally like normal teenage behavior. Just kidding. I mean, 
I mean, I haven't known anybody that's talked like that, but I've known, like I remember in high school, there were some kids that would, they would say some pretty off the wall stuff that just kind of, I I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but I would understand how his friends would be like, that that's just Aiden, just ignore him, what a weirdo, whatever. I can definitely pinpoint a couple of people that I would think about and like be able to be like, yeah, they were aggressive like that. Mm-hmm. But I can say that I've never, and I never did hear them say anything quite as graphic as drag somebody into the woods and stab them. Yeah, to a, death. I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It's a bit much. It's a bit much even for the I would weirdos. definitely tell you. Like, I'd come home and I'd be like, yo, <laughs> this but guy back then is I probably just would have been like, okay, so stay away from that boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would have, you know, I should call the principal or something. I don't know. Maybe I would have. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Aiden, he he always carried a knife when he was not in school. And when he was probably in school, he probably tried to sneak it, if we're being honest. Um, But he had more than once pretended to stab his girlfriend or had, like, come up behind her and put the knife to her throat. That's what his girlfriend said. Which, to me... Nope. Oh, no. I'd I'd fucking dropkick him. Not just that, but why is he not, like... Afraid. Her ex-boyfriend at the, that point, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. wow, that's that's too bad. Yeah, mm, I don't get it. Um, so Aiden's knives. The girlfriend and another of Aiden's close friends both spoke of the knives he had named Picker and Poker. Twisted. It is twisted. And, like, you know that it's enough of a thing that when they were both interviewed and questioned, they both brought it up on their own accord to be like, yeah, he had knives named Picker and Poker. So, like, there was obvious red flags. Red flags, yeah. Yeah. He had left uh, Picker at the girlfriend's house. (laughs) Um. And a knife matching the description of poker. I hate calling them by their names, but that's what we're doing here. Uh, Poker was a folding buck knife that was recovered by a diver in the pond near where Tristan's body was found. So he left, uh, he left Picker with his girlfriend to babysit and he brought Poker out and then ditched him in a, in a pond. Wow. When that's the worst slurpee I've ever had. What did, what is it? Well, because I, I get the cream soda and Coke. They didn't have cream soda. It's not ready yet. So I got strawberry hibiscus or something. Oh. It's terrible. Gross. <laughs> when Aiden was interviewed by sheriff's deputies during the search for Tristan, so kind of what you were talking about there, he was patted down and discovered to be carrying another knife. The search of his home turned up eight pocket knives, a handmade shank, and a sheath for a folding buck knife. <laughs> After being arrested, Aiden took a selfie on Snapchat holding up the peace sign in the back of the cop car and sent it out with the caption, Hey guys, has anyone seen Tristan lately? One of the responses read, You were with her, Aiden. You know what happened to her. So again, like they expected it though. These kids were like, the second somebody went missing, they were like, yeah they knew wow how do you how do you deal with that as a kid you know if you think somebody's capable like honestly capable of that Mm -hmm. i don't know what do you do i yeah no i can't even connect to my younger self to be able to like really 
fathom what I would do because I was a weird kid and I feel like all kids are kind of weird. So you really don't know what you're going to do until yeah. you're back And what there. you're going to actually take serious and what's just talk. And and are you are you considered cool in your school? Are you a snitch yeah. or are you the goody two-shoes? Like, I think all of that matters. Oh, Wanting to be liked. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. That's the main thing for any, especially high school student, middle school student. While the records of minors under the age of 18 are sealed, state attorney for the Seventh Circuit, R.J. Lariza, said Fuchi did not have a prior criminal record. Which he didn't, because nobody ever reported anything. Yeah. And even, like, he never did anything. He was just a crazy talker, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he... He, he had some talker. twisted ideas and stuff. But. And I think that if he had a prior criminal record, it might have like actually had the ability to scare him straight in some sense. But he very much carried himself in a way of which that like he's not going to get in trouble because he's never gotten in trouble. He talks this big game all the time. Mm-hmm. He gets away with it. Yeah. And His I mean, parents help him get away with it. Yeah. And I think that I definitely think that he's obviously a psychopath, even, you know, I can't even say trial because there was no actual trial, but the sentencing thing, he... he The flip-floppiness kind of speaks towards it, though. Yeah, and he the statement that he had released, um, he apologized to Tristan's family, blah, 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 but most of his statement was about himself. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's a narcissist and a psychopath, so who knows? On the night of her death, a friend said Aiden asked for Tristan's number. He convinced her to leave home and meet at a friend's home, and video footage from a residence shows two people believed to be Fuchi and Bailey walking east on Saddlestone Drive near the area where her body was later found toward the end of a retention pond. So, I mean, maybe she did get home from that um, center and then sneak back out. That would make sense. So here's here's the thing that I heard, and I don't know if it was at the sentencing hearing or if it was any official, but from what I heard, she was going to sneak out, but her sister um, kind of caught her in the act, I guess. And so that's how they knew it was one fifteen when she snuck out. Like I said, though, I don't know if I saw that on content creators page or if it was part of the sentencing hearing like i don't know where i heard it from so okay so i was able to just confirm that tristan did sneak out after midnight so aiden convinced her to come out and she did okay but i mean when she snuck out they met at a friend's home who was the kid that in those um, released videos of Aiden in the back of the cop car, um, there was another kid in there. That was the kid. Yeah. That was yeah, his. Yeah, yeah. An hour and 45 minutes later, the same video seems to show Aiden heading back alone and carrying his shoes. So suspicious. Very. Aiden's account of his last moments with Tristan um, kind of differ. So the differing accounts of his actions are for between 1.10 a.m. on May 9th when he and Tristan left a friend's house and 3.30 a.m. when he returned to his home. 
He initially told investigators they had walked a short way together and then parted, each going home. When he was questioned why it took him more than two hours to walk one and a half miles, he changed his story. He said that during the walk, Tristan had grabbed his penis and he responded by shoving her. She fell and hit her head, he said, and he walked away. He said he did not know if she got up and that he walked around a while by himself after the incident. Mm, Bullshit. I know, such bullshit. Which plays into him being a psychopath again. Like can, you can like totally. sit there and like stab a girl that many times, which we'll get into, and then turn around and be like, "She grabbed my penis, so I shoved her." Yeah, like fuck off. Yeah. So Aiden's conversation with his parents after the discovery of the body, the boy's parents spoke with him in an interview room at the sheriff's station. You can actually watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched it, yeah. Yeah, me too. And upon being told by his mother that Tristan was dead, he responded, how is it my problem? She told him he was the last person to be seen with the girl. And, I mean, they both questioned him quite a bit, and they're like, that's Snapchat. They brought, they bring that yeah. up. They're like, why would you do that? Yeah, basically calling him stupid and like, this yeah. is your life. Like, you better, you know, find a story and stick to it. And yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre like, if you stabbed her, okay, but why would you make a Snapchat like that? Yeah, and like... <laughs> what? Parenting for dummies, you know. What a, help your kid take accountability, not encourage them to find a story and stick to it. How about tell the truth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Find a story, make up a story, and stick to it. Yeah. Dumbass. Horrible. His parents questioned him about his actions the previous night and asked him several times about what DNA or physical evidence might be turned up. Both advised him to find his story and stick to it, um, which is just horrible. And the sheriff's documents do have that in there because mm-hmm. they're like, these parents are whack. Yeah. Um, I do want to add on as well that during that, it's not just like asking what DNA and physical evidence. She brings up the pants Right, because didn't she think that he was wearing, like, khaki pants or something, and they had a little argument? She thought he was wearing one thing, and he's like, no, I wasn't. I was wearing these jeans or whatever. And Yeah, it's almost like she's trying to, like, she's trying to twist it in some way because of what we'll get into later. Yeah. Where she obviously knew something was up. Yeah, giving him, to me... That interview seemed to me that they were trying to coach him, coach him, and give him an out. Like if she said, "Well, you were wearing those brown khaki pants," trying to get him to clue in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was wearing yesterday. But no, he he was like, "No, wasn't I was wearing those jeans? I was wearing those jeans you scrubbed. You know, the ones that are covered in blood." Yeah, (laughs) yeah. An autopsy revealed Tristan had 114 stab or cutting wounds on her head, neck, shoulders, arms, back, and hands. According to an unredacted warrant affidavit released by the state attorney, at least 49 of them were defensive wounds. So So sad. So sad. So she was... Fighting. She was fighting for a good almost half of that attack. Yeah. A buck knife with a missing tip was found in the pond near her body, and uh, it matched a fragment lodged in her scalp. And, of course, it was identified as Aiden's knife. Mm -hmm. 
Picker? Poker. <sighs> Poker, I think. Fuck his knife's names. <laughs> right? And I just want to say that... So this whole neighborhood was on high alert and everybody's kind of keeping their eye out for Tristan. And she was actually found by uh, a jogger. Yeah. He was just out jogging and his wife had reminded him on his way out the door, like, don't forget to keep your eye open for... So he actually, he found her and called the police. That 911 call is somewhere, but yeah, poor guy I, just like, out for a jog and comes I'm across still, this horrific scene. That's so sad, but I'm still stuck on like a buck knife mm -hmm. with a missing tip. How yeah. did that possibly happen? Like a tip coming off of the knife and then, oh, the fragment was found in her scalp. Like yeah. that would be the only place probably that he would have been able to lose the tip but like imagine how aggressive he would have had to have been to snap the tip off Sorry. crazy it's insane it makes me sick <clears throat> so there is security video and dna evidence also in his home were wet shoes and clothing with blood on them in his room blood and dirt on the drain by the bathroom sink and wet denim jeans in a laundry basket an empty knife sheath was found in his room and a notebook with violent drawings. Cell phone records and emails, Snapchats, recorded phone calls and texts from jail and interviews with friends, family, teachers, and fellow inmates are all further evidence in the case. Just an abundance, honestly. So I'm just going to run through a timeline of proven events because like, there's some things that we didn't fully reach into but this kind of touches the important bases right so 11 45 p.m saturday may 8th the bailey family returns to their home after an evening out 12 25 a.m sunday may 9th tristan's phone logs a call from aiden 12 30 a.m tristan and aiden show up at the house of a friend known as trey 1 10 a.m tristan and aiden leave trey's house together 1.24 a.m., two people who match their description are seen on video from a neighborhood community center. 1.45 a.m., two people who match their description are seen on home surveillance video on Saddlestone Court walking toward the end of the cul-de-sac. 3.27 a.m., so a couple hours later, on the same video from Saddlestone Court, one of the two people is seen running in the opposite direction, carrying what appears to be a pair of shoes. He didn't want to lead them right back to his front door. You think that's what it is? or? Yeah, I think that he had blood on his shoes. Yeah. I think as a stupid kid, you're like thinking about evidence and you're like, oh, I know how to get away with this. OJ Simpson style. Take off my shoes. They ain't going to catch my print. <laughs> Around 3.30 a.m., Aiden returns to the home where he lives with his mother and stepfather. 9.40 a.m., Tristan's sister goes to get her for Mother's Day breakfast and finds she is not in her bedroom. About 20 minutes later, her mother calls 911 to report her missing. Around 6 p.m., Tristan's body is found by a man who is searching property near Saddlestone Court in response to a community alert about the girl's disappearance. On May 27th, 2021, we found out that Aiden's charges had been upgraded to premeditated first-degree murder and that he would be tried as an adult. June 3rd, 2021, 
Aiden enters a not guilty plea, opening the doors for a thorough investigation to take place to find evidence to produce before a jury. Thank you, Aiden. Some of the information we probably wouldn't have fully found out if he hadn't have started with a not guilty plea. For, for sure. But, I mean, at some point, once somebody is uh, incarcerated, um, most things, unless it involves a minor, I guess, but it becomes public record. Yeah. So, yeah. True enough. Like, we, she was a minor, so, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then... Two days later, on June 5th, Aiden's mother, Crystal Smith, turns herself in after police issue a warrant for her arrest. So we're going to get into his mom here. This woman was present while investigators interviewed Aiden about Tristan's death on May 9th. And when investigators left the house with Aiden, surveillance cameras showed her going into Aiden's room, grabbing a pair of jeans, then scrubbing the jeans in a bathroom sink. Like, ooh. That's horrible. Dirt and blood. She would have been seeing dirt and blood go down the sink. <clears throat> I just, I don't know. Like, when I first heard about it, I thought maybe she was just honestly washing a pair of dirty jeans without looking. My, I, I mean, I can't say I never inspected you guys' clothes before I threw them in the wash. But that was before I knew that the police had just left her house. And they surveillance did. They had surveillance cameras in there, see, showing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you're caught, lady. Terrible mothering. There's no way to like paint it anywhere else. She went in. She found that pair of jeans. She started to scrub them in the bathroom sink. Like horrible. And when she was done, investigators say that she returned the jeans to Aiden's room, and that would have been a couple hours later. So when she thought that they like probably were free of evidence she was like okay now i'll set them exactly where i found them so this is the timeline i found but some say that she didn't know yet about tristan like those who are like imagine being a mother right. going through that but i think at the very least she had to know she was missing because again they were already starting to question people and if they had just left with aiden then she knew she knew she fucking knew she if knew. you didn't know you have some uh mm -hmm. iq issues yeah so, in the video, it shows her also showing the pants to an unidentified woman. Investigators contacted the unidentified witness on May 12, 2021, at her residence. She told them Crystal located a pair of damp jeans in the teen's bedroom hamper and asked her if she saw anything on them. So, again, there was a hamper. She picked out the jeans and obviously suspected something was on them and she needed a second opinion. She said Smith also stated she washed the jeans. The witness advised she could not see anything that appeared to be blood and that she could get in trouble for washing them, according to that report. So, again, she had to have known what she yeah. was doing was wrong. That night, Aiden was placed with his parents in a recorded St. John's County Sheriff's Office holding room, and that is when Crystal asked Aiden if he was sure nothing was on his clothes from the night before, and according to the sheriff's office, uh, he asks, I don't think so, why? So the warrant said Crystal could be observed giving Aiden a questioning look and whispered blood, and you can totally see that. Police located the jeans in Aiden's bedroom during a search warrant. The jeans in the drain of the bathroom sink tested positive for the presence of blood. So again, 
horrible lady. In a statement sent to Action News Jack's state attorney, R.J. Lariza, said, quote, Tampering with evidence is tampering with justice and cannot be excused or tolerated. I agree. Agree, 100%. So, obviously, she was charged with tampering with evidence. Good. Here's a clip of Aiden, his mother, and his stepdad in the interrogation room, just so that our listeners can kind of get a sense of this, like, weird, hushed conversation as if they're not being filmed. Right, and I'll put uh, I'll put links to those videos. Okay, yeah, in perfect. The, in the show notes. Perfect. Let's listen. The Snapchat that you did was not very smooth. Not really well. Now we have people in the burner house, not in our car stone. Because of that Snapchat thing you did. It's all over. You're all over the internet everywhere. Social is, media. It's on social media. You'll probably come stay with me after we get done with this. Just for your well safe being. This is serious. It's very serious. This is no joke. This is your whole life. Your whole life. And ours. And ours. And your brothers and sisters. And don't forget the kids will hurt them. See? It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, terrible parenting. I'm sure the dad didn't do anything legally wrong, but he's still... Kind of an idiot. From June 24th to July 14th, the state attorney's office releases a list of evidence and 154 potential witnesses. Two of Aiden's friends tell police that Aiden told them on multiple occasions that he wanted to kill someone by stabbing them or slitting their throat. It's also reported that Aiden had an obsession with his knives and would often practice his stabbing motions. Friday, July 23rd, 2021, Kristen, again the mother of Aiden, Aiden who is accused of killing 13-year-old Tristan Bailey, enters a written plea of not guilty for an evidence tampering charge in connection to Tristan's killing. So Crystal's saying, I didn't do it. Hmm. Or I did it, but I didn't do it because of that. Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, surveillance footage and multiple Snapchat videos are among the new evidence released by the state attorney's office. In a surveillance video taken inside his family's home, Aiden's mother, Crystal, can be seen entering her son's bedroom after he was taken to the sheriff's office and scrubbing blood off of his jeans. So mm-hmm. it's like literally a sheriff takes him away and she's like, fuck, I gotta clean up. Yeah. Which is crazy. Wednesday, September 1st, 2021, during a court appearance in which he appeared virtually, Aiden stared at the ceiling and looked around the empty room multiple times. At one point, he was heard mumbling on the phone about demons, Uh. which I don't know if the listeners noticed, but that was at the beginning of the episode as we were doing the intro, that that sound clip was from that, and it was obviously his really stupid failed attempt at making it look like he was insane. I strongly suggest everybody go and watch that. The link will be in the show notes. It is beyond ridiculous. It's the only thing funny about this entire case. Yeah, and they literally say he's obviously acting the way that he thinks that a crazy person would act, and that's that's not how they act. No. (laughs) It is comical. So embarrassing. For sure, he probably had, like, a conversation with somebody in the same, like, cell block or whatever the fuck Uh he's in, and they were like, yeah, man, just play crazy. Like, you're hearing voices, and the demons are coming to get you, and... (laughs) 
he just really, really overplayed that one. I mean, it's ridiculous. Go watch it's it. It's so fucking stupid. Monday, July 25th, 2022, state investigators with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement confirmed that a knife found in a pond was the weapon used to murder uh, Tristan. On Thursday, January 26th, 2023, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office revealed that Aiden has reportedly engaged in multiple disturbing instances while incarcerated at the Duval County Jail. According to records obtained by Action News Jax, Aiden had gone into several fights and threatened to kill corrections officers, inmates, and their families. He has, like, way to show that you're fucking sorry. Dumbass. Oh, this is what I was saying before. He's clearly a psychopath. He and has he thinks no he's remorse. powerful. Yeah. He thinks he has the ability to do these things. He's like, you don't want to fuck with me. I would stab Kill you. Kill you and your whole family. Yeah. You watch too many movies. Literally. He has had to be pepper sprayed and restrained on more than one occasion. An inmate also said Aiden asserted that he was real because he stabbed a girl face to face, unlike others who resorted to shooting someone. So he's out there walking, walking the prison, being like, I'm the realest motherfucker because I, I stabbed her. And mm-hmm. I'm. I didn't just shoot somebody. I don't know what love me. feels like, so I'm real. <laughs> like, a horrible person. Mm hmm. Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, Aiden's defense team files a motion requesting the trial be pushed back. Smith denied that motion. So, Monday, February 6th, Aiden enters a plea of guilty in the 2021 killing of Tristan Bailey. Why? Because they needed time to try and figure out if there's literally anything they could do to save this guy. And when they don't have that time, they know there's literally nothing they can do. Because he is... The guiltiest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, Judge I Arnold. think they were they were waiting for some kind of a plea agreement, and the Hell prosecution no. said there will be no plea <laughs> agreement in this. If you don't go to trial and you plead guilty, then you will get the toughest sentence. And because I think because he's under, he's, he's a minor, however they look at it, even though he's being tried as an adult, he cannot be sentenced to the death penalty because yeah. of his age. So... Life is life for him. And that is exactly what he gets. Hmm. Judge Smith sentences Aiden to life in prison for the murder of Tristan. Like, obviously, that's what he deserved. I hope, and I don't know for sure if the states have this yet or if they're talking about implementing this, but it's um, for criminals under the age of... 16 or 17 or 18 i don't know and if they have been sentenced it's pretty much a program that allows them to possibly get out like when they're like in their 20s like re-looking at it so basically if like i know this case in particular and other cases recent cases of minors being sentenced to life in prison because they were tried as adults how it works is they get life without the possibility of parole, but because of their age, their sentencing is automatically reviewed after 25 years. Okay. So it's like the same as the Canada justice system. After 25 years, you will come up for parole. But it's like, what what criteria would he have to make in that 25 years to be like, okay, so you should be let out? Like if he it was a model prison citizen, 
which obviously he's not right now, but say once he, you know, once he's 18, he learns that his ways were wrong and he was just a kid and blah, 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 blah. I feel like I've seen enough cases of like a kid being sentenced for a horrible thing and then doing a complete like 180 straight and narrow in prison and still being denied every time that yeah. they come up. And that's that's so the, the thing too because I, maybe to keep it fair in the eyes of the, the greater public, like I don't know, but <laughs> False to me, I don't really care how he um, turns his life around, if he ever gets better, if he's like a model prisoner, good. Live a good life in prison, but that's where you're staying because of what you did. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you were 14 when you did it. Yeah. Uh, kids make mistakes all the time. They really do. And they have consequences and they pay for those consequences. But when your mistake is killing, taking the life of somebody else, robbing that family of a high school graduation, of first um, first new car, first like the wedding, the, the grandbaby, everything that comes with that, you've forfeited your right to live in my in my opinion. So if you're lucky enough not to get the death penalty, then the only thing you can do to make amends for that crime is to serve your entire sentence, period. I and after 25 years, agree. review, always doing so much better now. Well, good, good. You know, I'm glad that he's getting the help that he needs in prison, but he should stay in prison. And I'm going to go as far to say that I think that the majority of the time, like when people are looking like they're so good and they found God and blah, 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 whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, I think it's the act of their life just wanting to be out. And I like, I personally do not see a way that a 14 year old who acts the way that Aiden acts and thinks the way that he thinks can learn to be a better person in jail where Mm -hmm. jail typically shows people a more violent, horrible way of living their lives and being a part of society. Mm -hmm. Especially people that are there serving those life sentences, they don't have access to Like they can still, you know, go to school, whatever, in prison, but they don't have the rehabilitation and, and maybe counseling and stuff because you're there, you're sentenced for the rest of your life so yeah. they don't have those same like if somebody's getting let out of prison in 10 15 20 years then it's the state's duty to try to reform their behavior right so they're given counseling they're given these programs these you know and i don't think that that's available for these lifers yeah. so and i mean i don't, I don't know because i don't live in the states obviously but from what i understand life is life and they're just reviewing the sentence after 25 years only because of his age and there's absolutely no guarantee but very small chance that he'd even get let out or even have his sentence restructured after 25 years i think he's so is he sitting in prison with like a bunch of like yeah adults and they're letting him just peacock like i I just find that no 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 so he would be in a section of the prison that would be for juveniles Oh. So, and then once he's of age, he'll be transferred to the adults' general population. They want to teach those kids a lesson? Throw them in fucking gen pop. Just kidding. He wouldn't <laughs> last there. You know what I mean? He yeah. would be somebody's bitch immediately. A pedophile for sure would take him up, like 100%. True, true. You know what There's I mean? There's probably so many pedophiles. <laughs> right? So, and I mean, They're that like, would be... mix us. <laughs> I just, I, I have no 
empathy for this kid. No. So what happens to him happens to him, but he's as safe as he can possibly yeah. be in there. Obviously, because he Tragically. thinks he's the shit. That's right. But to end this one off, um, I'm going to read this statement released by Tristan's family and uh, leave Aiden where he is in a nasty prison cell. Hopefully. In the abyss. <laughs> Quote, to her family, Tristan fulfilled every role to the fullest. As the baby of the family, she is treasured in every way. She was absolutely adored by her grandparents and spent much time with them, even managing to get the most attention as a baby from her granddad than any sibling before her. As a daughter, Tristan always exceeded the expectations that were put in front of her. She was dedicated and thoughtful. Stacy and Tristan enjoyed a great many memories from cheer weekends and enjoyed a close bond. Tristan's best role may have been as a sibling. She was always able to engage with each of them. When any one of them had anything to do, she was the first to go with them. Brittany and Tristan, despite being 16 years apart, were best friends and kindred spirits. She and Alexis shared in their deep love of animals and spent a lot of time together with Alexis being almost a second mom. As the only brother, Tegan commands a special bond with each of his sisters and Tegan was able to bring out Tristan's serious side. They would talk about goals and aspirations and outline the work to accomplish them. Sophia and Tristan were easily described as the yin-yang relationship. From the moment Tristan entered the world, they spent all of their time together and were the best of friends. And the family concluded their tribute by saying, Tristan made an incredible impact in 13 years, and it is a travesty to not see what she would have done. We remain forever Tristan Bailey strong. So, so sad. So it sad. is. It is. How it can just, something like this could just rip an entire family apart. But as a family unit, I think they're, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. They're doing okay. You know, they're very, um, they remind me a lot of the Consolvis family, the Idaho Four case. They're just very, they're out there. They're in front of the cameras. They just want to bring awareness. I guess, and to make sure that Tristan isn't forgotten or that Tristan doesn't become known as just Aiden Fucci's victim. Yeah. You know, she had a life. She was a person. She was all of these things that he stole from them. Totally. Yeah. And Tristan's mom actually was one of the only people to speak at Crystal Smith's uh, sentencing. Basically, um... I was watching that. Yeah, basically just explaining the impact her actions had on Tristan's family, prolonging and possibly, you know, impeding the ability to get justice for Tristan. Like her decisions could have cost a lot. But if I remember quick, uh, correctly, she also was saying like, mother to mother we both lost yep our child yep. at the end like she's so very she compassionate to her for she, sure yeah she didn't want her to like be put away forever or anything no. like that she definitely and thanked her for for changing her plea to guilty and yeah. taking responsibility yeah. and yeah so yeah that's that one what story are you working on for next week like we said before we had a bunch of um we had a few episodes recorded before we had to evacuate. So um, we've got the Alberta Serial Killer Part 1 and Part 2 
um, ready to go. Um, but I'm also working on the Gannon stock and uh, John Wayne Gacy is pretty much ready to go. John uh, Wayne Gacy. Yep, by popular demand. So that one's I can't on wait. On deck. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it'll help our show grow. Um, check out our TikTok. You can find interesting photos and content on some released episodes. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at True Crime Story Podcast, where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. I'm Bree. And I'm sure. And we'll see you on the next chapter. Bye. Bye.